breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Cattle Parish Corner, Dr. Todd Toma joining us this morning. Todd, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. We appreciate your time. Uh, no problem, Mike. Nice to hear from you guys. We uh we know it's hot. We had somebody <laughs> yesterday. Over the weekend, yeah. Mm-hmm. O- over the weekend. Just confirmed, yeah. Mm-hmm. That uh that what I don't. Aaron, uh, you, you did the you, news story. Yeah, I know well, it, he, he was found on near Fairfield. Is that right? Yeah, near Fairfield, and was a Bozier man, correct, Todd? That uh, died apparently from heat-related causes, correct? Yeah, this is uh, the second one that we've had so far. Um, the other one was out in the parish. And these were these are not these are people you know under sixty-five. Uh, this one's under fifty, correct? These are these are people correct. you wouldn't expect this would be a, a problem for, but it is. Yeah, it's not really an age-related problem. I mean, it, it, it is more common in the very, very young and the very, very old. It can happen to anybody. Your phone's breaking up a little bit. Can you give me, um, Dr. Toma, can you give me kind of some early warning signs for if you need to get out of the heat, if you need to drink water? What do we need to look for? Uh, I, I apologize if we have a bad connection. Aaron, it's a... Uh, it's a spectrum of diseases, and um, it can run anywhere from from just prickly heat uh, to, to heat cramps up to heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Needless to say, heat exhaustion and heat stroke are the are the really bad ones. Um, heat exhaustion is people feel like they have the flu. They have headaches, body aches, uh, uh, muscle cramps. Uh, they may not sweat very well. They start to get nauseated and fatigued. And that's an early warning sign that you're having a heat-related illness. And in situations like that, you need to take care of yourself and, and fix the problem. You need to be in a, a cool, well-ventilated set space. There needs to be a, a fan going. You can uh, wet down your clothes and put cool clothes on or get in a cool bath of water. Um, you want to wear light cotton clothes and, and make sure ceiling fans or box fans are on to try to keep yourself cooled down. On the other side of that, heat stroke is a sudden medical emergency. That's the one that ends up killing people. What happens is your body can no longer dissipate the heat, and the heat rap- rapidly rises up to 106, 107, 108 degrees. And, and a lot of times you may not have a lot of warning signs when that's happening. And mm. people have a a sudden loss of consciousness. They may have seizures. Um, they lose. They they pass out. That's a medical emergency, and most of the time you're you're relegated to other people helping you. You call nine one one. You cool the body down. You put some cool water on it. Uh, you get them out of the direct heat as you can while you're waiting on the medical people. And and that's the one that's a, a dire emergency. That has to go to the emergency department, get the temperature lowered very quickly, or people die. Yeah, if you stop sweating, that's when you have the real mm-hmm. problem. That's D- one of the classic signs, but it's not necessarily true. That You can have what's called exertional heat stroke. That's the one where you see people that are 
playing tennis and exerting themselves on hot days on asphalt surfaces, and and all of a sudden they'll just drop down, but they may still be sweating at the same time. But the traditional heat stroke is, yeah, they'll, people will stop sweating. When we get a heat index up to 110, 115, how long is too long outside for someone who's not accustomed to it? I mean, is there is there a time frame to kind of watch out for? There's not necessarily a time frame. Um, people that, that stay out of there in a long time are acclimated. People in the south are, are acclimated to the heat, so we don't actually see as many heat strokes down here in the south as they have up north because those people aren't acclimated. Um, people who work outside all day, et cetera, are, are less prone to having something like this happen. But people who who are dehydrated, uh, people who are, are hung over after a, after a, a week, a night out or something, mm-hmm. people like that are at high risk. There are other people that take certain medications that, that make people at higher risk. They're, they're mostly psychiatric medications um, that make them at higher risk. But, you know, people who are prone to it, like I said, the very, very young, if you don't take a child out in this heat, the, the very old people who aren't acclimated should stay out of it completely. People who are, are not as acclimated but have to go out for whatever reason need to wear light-colored cotton clothes, adequately hydrate, drink plenty of water, try to avoid direct heat because they are at risk. And people think, well, on a hot day, nothing better than a cold beer or even a cold glass of iced tea. Mm -hmm. But those aren't actually the best things to drink because they're diuretics. Is that correct? Well, they're not necessarily bad. But, yeah, uh, they're predominantly water, and you can hydrate a little bit with them. But, yes, the caffeine and the alcohol can act as a diuretic. You won't actually lose water, but you won't gain as much water as you as if you just drank water, good, cool water. Doc, uh, excuse me, Dr. Toma, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> almost no said, problem, Mary. Uh, um, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. There is some concern, too, uh, about this is June. Um, you, this isn't your first rodeo. Um, we typically don't see this kind of heat, excessive heat, and we're going through a few more days of it uh, this early, do we? Am I wrong? No, you're you're right. Um, we do get it every year, not necessarily in June, but you know, people get at risk when the temperature starts getting up around you know seventy five, eighty degrees. Um, it's just a higher risk when the temperature gets up to a hundred or a hundred, you know, a hundred and five. What we see sometimes, uh, the risk is higher. But heat related illnesses happen before the temperatures get anywhere near that point. Okay, so the, before we let you go, some sign, quick signs to watch out for and quick things you can do to, to turn it around. As, as I mentioned, um, signs that you look for are symptoms similar, similar to the flu, body aches, headache, fatigue, nausea, etc. If you start to have something like that and, and you're in a hot environment, you need to cool down. You need to adequately hydrate, uh, spray a little water on your clothes, take a cool bath, uh, make sure the fans are going, uh, circulate air in the house or outside, and get out of the direct heat. And check on your neighbors and the elderly. Definitely, this time is a good time to do that, right? A- absolutely. Dr. Todd Toma, Cattle Parish Coroner, thank you for talking with us this morning. Always a pleasure, guys. Nice to talk to you, too. What a Wednesday.
1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. You said something about ketchup. Yeah, you you ready to duke it out already? Well, I don't know that we will. I don't know that we will or not. Um, as I as you sit here today, Ruben, you have to answer this too. Okay. Mike, you first. All Where's right. your ketchup? In the cabinet. Okay. I have uh I have two, a regular. We buy the Whataburger ketchup. Oh, okay. And then the spicy. And they're both in the cabinet. The they're pantry. In the okay. Cabinet. Ruben, where's your ketchup? Fridge. Okay. This has been a debate going on for years, decades. Where does the ketchup belong? The fridge or the cabinet? Okay. And uh, Jennifer Lopez and her dating app, her dating profile, she said, if your ketchup is in the fridge, you're out. Oh, wow. I cannot it's, date it's a, you. It's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker wow. for Lopez. So You're out. So she that's why she you. keeps texting me. <laughs> I was wondering. The same for Cardi B. If your ketchup is in the fridge, deal breaker. Deal You're breaker. out. Weird. <laughs> Got to be in the cabinet. Huh. And there are many, many celebrities. The ketchup is a big fight. That's, okay, that's now sad. Now we know the frankly. answer. Heinz has officially come out. To say. Well, first of all, I don't care what Heinz says. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Teresa Heinz Carey can k- kiss my <laughs> ketchup bottle. Ketchup belongs in the fridge. In the fridge. Well, I mean, if if you refrigerate it, then you, you have no choice. But I mean, it's on a shelf to begin with. You don't have to refrigerate it. I'm I'm not. I'm Once not. Once it's opened, though. Once it's opened, it, it belongs in the fridge. They, That's what they yeah. say. But I never put it in the fridge. My mama's never put it in the fridge. My grandmama's never put it in the fridge. Right. It's always been in the pantry. If you need ketchup, go in the pantry and get it. They say the tomato and vinegar, the acidity in that is mm-hmm. a natural preservative. It's not. You're not going to get sick. Now, after a while, it will start changing color it'll and maybe get, taste. It'll get sour, yeah. I've and, never had that happen. Well, you're going through it faster than probably maybe a, a month. so. Yeah, maybe that could be, but I did not know it was such a huge debate in the world <laughs> that celebrities say it's a deal breaker. Now, one one thing that I didn't know is Tabasco sauce. You're supposed to refrigerate that after you open it. No, as it turns out, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, because it's spo- got a lot of vinegar. It's it's got it's got it on the bottle refrigerator after after opening. Really? Really? Who puts their Tabasco sauce in the fridge? Not me. It's on it, it's on my coffee table. It's it lives on my coffee table because I put it on everything. <laughs> yeah, he same drinks here. a Coke and washes it down with Tabasco. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and and all no. the restaurants, you know, they're not okay. Ketchup at a restaurant, it's usually in the containers, a squeeze container, right, right. on the table, but but. Uh, probably a lot of time you've seen mm-hmm. waitresses refilling the ketchup bottle. They go yeah. through them. They refill them, and they keep their ketchup in the fridge, mm-hmm. the big but, bulk yeah. container. Because they have a ton of it, yeah. But they're not taking the Tabasco bottles off the table every night and putting them in the fridge. No, they're no. not. No. I, I just, you know, for me... It's always been in the cabinet. I'm sorry. It, it yeah. always has. I just don't understand the, and I and and it's Heinz for me. I know you don't like Heinz, but it's a that is a deal breaker for me. If it's not Heinz, no, we're out. <laughs> My sister's out. that way. Really, she's the same way. Oh yeah, Heinz. But ketchup. if if I go to your house and you have a drawer full of little ketchup packets and Taco Bell sauce packets, 
we're not going to be a thing. It's not. <laughs> no. I, wh- my mother used to keep that stuff, <laughs> stockpile that. It drove me crazy. No, we don't do that either. And then I would ask no. her, well, why are you going for the ketchup bottle? You have 18 million ketchup pa- packets right here. Those are for emergency situations. Right. And then people that keep them in their car, have you lost your damn mind? Yeah. It's 113 no, ar- degrees around, out here. Around here, don't keep anything in your car. No, no. nothing no. edible. Yeah, <laughs> Disgusting. Well, don't, anyway. don't leave a water bottle in your car. Right. <laughs> Golly. Well, Ruben's the only one who does ketchup right. I guess so. Who knew? But but I, I don't get none from J-Lo, though. No. No. <laughs> Not going to happen. Sorry. Bummer. No love. <laughs> I'm taking it out of the fridge when I get home. <laughs> Joey says ketchup contains sugar, which can promote fermentation. Oh. Huh. Okay. Okay. Oh, so I you understand get, you that. You get drunk on but the ketchup. But again, there's, a, there's enough vinegar and acidity in it. That that don't help. Uh, I get offset mm. that. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, <laughs> learn something every day listening to this crazy show. <laughs> what about mustard? <laughs> right. <laughs> Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith will join us talking about the uh, downtown noise ordinance coming up after the top of the hour. Mike and McCarthy. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Kiel. Mike and McCarty got home. Uh, you know, a little after five yesterday. Mm-hmm. And did I took the dog for a walk? First time. Oh man! First time in a while, and I was careful to keep her. You know, make sure she could get on the grass. Okay. Not not stay on the concrete. Mm-hmm. It's too it hot. hot. Yeah. It's hot. Got home. Uh, so I sat down for a few minutes, and I, uh, I forget what I was watching. And I, it might have been supper time. I don't remember. All of a sudden, flicker, flicker. Oh, no. TV goes off. I'm like, no, you got to uh, be kidding me. The light stayed on. It just, I don't know if it was a surge. Not sure. Or a flicker. Mm. But it zapped my TV. And my router, huh? And the little light on the router started, you know, flashing red. I was like, "Oh, oh no!" Every day, every day. I'm hearing that yesterday there was a lot of these surges that a lot of people were reporting. They got, you know, the the the, an air conditioner got blown out, or there was some sort of surge that messed with people's power. It didn't happen in my area that I heard. I didn't I didn't look though online much. Day before yesterday, I had gone home just before lunch, and uh, as I walked in the house, it went out, Mm. and (laughs) it's like okay, I heard the some of the tree companies. That are working all across the area. Somebody, you mm-hmm. know, dropped some li- uh, huge limbs right. on lines again. Oh, uh, and so that may be what what was causing that. And but. we still, if you look closely in the neighborhoods, you'll still see loose limbs up there that got, you know, when they broke off, they got caught by the trees. And they're hanging up in there waiting well, to fall. Yes. I told you I had one. It fell. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna. That's my project for Saturday. I've got to cut that up and haul that. Up. It's huge. Um, 
But I was looking. There's another one in my neighbor's tree. Mm-hmm. A huge limb. And if it falls, it's going to do some damage on like oh, boy. Their, yeah. their back. And I thought, oh, uh, man. Not good. Yeah, not good. You don't need to be out there with a chainsaw, Mikey. Oh, yes. Need Ain't no to- thing. Yeah, it is a thing. Especially since I got a chainsaw that actually works. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got a point. It's the oh, chainsaw, you can crank it and it runs. You're going to come in one day, oh, my back is killing me. Oh, I already do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to do with the chainsaw. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so, Chief Smith is going to join us in studio coming up after 7 o'clock. So if you have questions for the Chief right now, we're going to talk about the downtown noise ordinance. Um, if you want to have ask questions, you can do it on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. And the latest on the... Uh, bus stop that we talked about. I hadn't heard anything new on that yet. I, I think they're they're going to move forward. It's you know it's up to the mayor. Is he going to veto it? I haven't asked him, but I will. Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven FM. FM. Sorry about that. 710 Keel. (laughs) It's wow. Uh, I had lunch yesterday with a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And he's LSU like you and I, but even more. Right. Season tickets. Oh, yeah. Reads all the boards. Mm -hmm. You know. And And I told him about our conversation yesterday. Yeah. I said, Aaron just floored me with this out of the blue i hadn't had time to look at anything <laughs> and That's we the went, best way and we went <laughs> well, is it though i think so yeah and uh and we went through the lsu season coming up mm-hmm. and projected wins and and i said what what have you read you know and, and he's like we're getting excited you know um uh, as far as the lsu offense all five offensive linemen are coming back. Whoa. I did not know that. Eight of our starters are returning, including quarterback Jaden Daniels, who did a who did yeah. a good job. Yeah, and he's got some good backups too. Nussmeyer, the mm-hmm. the, the, the key is gonna keep be keeping Nussmeyer happy enough to stay. To stay because he'll be the heir apparent for, mm-hmm. for next year. We've got a little freshman in there too, that's pretty good, yeah. I believe. So we're, yeah, we're pretty But he told me uh, he said he, you know, some one of the things that he read was one of the uh, one of the rankings was this um, in this article went through every like quarterback room, okay, mm-hmm. every um, offensive line in, in in the I don't know if it's the SEC or the NCAA. I think the SEC, LSU ranked number one in quarterbacks. Whoa. Number one in offensive line. Wow. Number one in defensive line. So it bodes well for coming up. Okay. The coming up season, which is Brian Kelly's second year. It's, yes. Jay Johnson just won a national championship with LSU baseball. Oh, that's cool. His second year. Mm-hmm. Kim Mulkey, 
national championship Magic with the year. LSU women's basketball. Oh, that would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Brian Kelly's second year. Oh, nice. I would and, love that. And Greg said, there are some predictions saying LSU one mm. loss. And I went, are you serious? I said, that's what I said. Yeah. One loss. The, and your one loss you're picking is Alabama. I, I said Alabama. We're going to be at Alabama this year. Uh, they lost to us last year. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. It's it's on the road. It's in Tuscaloosa. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're Hostile there. environment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we went out. We, we have a we And I haven't looked at Alabama's record yet. I'm going to because they always have those cupcakes. But we have some cupcakes, too. And I, yeah, you know, I mean, I, we're playing Army for crying out loud. We're paying, playing uh, Grambling. Grambling. Georgia State. Georgia State, right? So I, I you know, I, I, Missouri. I don't expect Missouri. I mean, you know, we got to play Missouri. Aren't they in the West? No, they're in the East. Uh, we, how many teams from the East do we have to play? We're playing Florida and Missouri. Those are our only two from the East. I'm, I, I'm looking. I'm you looking. know, we're not playing Georgia. No, we're um, not playing Georgia, and which is okay because we could meet them in the SEC championship game. I think we only have room for two from the East. We have to play everybody in the West. I think. I don't know how that's going to work in expansion. I'm not sure when you add Texas and Oklahoma to the mix. Right. How are they going to do that? Because you won't have room for anybody from the other division. And I, how are you going to put Texas and Oklahoma in the East? Yeah, and you and you, you still know. are you going to put them in with A and M? Are they going to be in the same group with a, Texas A and M? You know, everybody wants that, right? Right. Um, and then, what other teams join them? Is it Arkansas and Missouri? Is it Arkansas LSU and Missouri? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure how you do that, but um, it's going to be fun when we add all them to the mix. By the way, the expanded playoffs is next year. So we got another year before the expanded playoffs. So we still have just four teams make it to the end. But you're saying 11 and 1, huh? That's I when you when you go through, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think we trip up against one of the Mississippi teams and either Auburn or Florida. I think we have three losses. Well, obviously they're all possibilities. Yes, and um, we're just know, sure, right now we're course. sticking our neck out. And we'll uh, we'll pull this back up in December, and we'll see who's right. <laughs> Last year, I did okay. I think I haven't looked back at my predictions, but I think I did okay. I, uh, Not too bad, but you know, we will see. What, yeah. What's the first game? It's like Labor Day weekend, isn't it? It's a Sunday night game. It's a Sunday night game against Florida State. Uh, hold on, let me scroll down here. September third. September third. Yeah. Wow. And it, it'll be... Um, and that's in, in Orlando. Orla- in yeah. Orlando. So that's... It's kind of a home crowd for Florida State. It's not their home stadium, obviously. Right. But it's a home crowd. And But, you know, Tiger fans travel well. Next, uh, The next week, we'll be at home. Our first home game. And again, it's a soft game. Grambling. Yeah. I'm not... I'm, look, I'm not dissing Grambling. But you know, that's going to be an awesome game because you know the Grambling band's going to play. Um, it's going to be a rocking game. Oh, it'll be game. a fun, and, and oh. it's our first opening home game. Oh, so. it is going to be a game to be at because you're going to have the Grambling fans there with the band and all that goes with that. Um, you know, and of course, there'll be a lot of Louisiana smack talk because that's the 
only college from Louisiana we're playing, so, you know, they'll gear up. And then we hit the road for Mississippi State. That's uh, the next game. So yeah, that'll, be a, that'll be a test. I'm a little worried about that one. Yeah, a little yeah, worried. Not, yeah, I do. We uh, won 31-16 last year. Course, I know. That I'm, was, it, I'm hoping we can win both beat both those Mississippi teams. Then our season's looking great. Beat what teams? Mississippi teams. Miss, Mississippi teams. Thank you. seven <laughs> FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. We're coming up on a holiday weekend, sort of. Yes, we are. We are. Sort it's gonna of. be good. Long weekend. I'm gonna Why take Monday we, off too. So if we have a if we have uh, um wigs mm-hmm. listening yeah. from our company. Right. Why not just go ahead and do Monday and Tuesday? That'd be nice. Some companies are doing that. They are. They Monday are doing that, and yeah. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice. Nice long weekend. We could use it around here. <sighs> we could definitely use it around here. I, but I think a they. Stress. I think they give us. Um, our company changed our policy. It used to be our boss could pick a day that that they could don't you know dedicate. Uh, now they they give it to you. So if you want to use it for a religious holiday or something special, you can do that. We then get one like personal holiday is that you get right? one special day that you can pick if you need it for you know if you want it for Good Friday or something else yeah. in the, your religious your religion, you can use it for that day. So you know essentially it's just an extra day to add to whatever you ha- already get. And of course we get the holidays. We get July Fourth, and you know we'll get Labor Day off and a couple of those others. There's a long stretch there between. Um, January and Memorial Day when we're like, well, we get Easter, but the the Good Friday, I, I don't even think we get Good Friday no, off anymore. No, we don't. We no. don't. You're right. So it's a long stretch there in the springtime where we don't have anything. But So that's where you got to build your vacays in. Yeah. Mm, those are good to have. Nice to have. But now you you were going out of town. You're not going out of town I for was the planning, weekend. I was planning on seeing um, my son, but um, it doesn't look like he can leave the base where he is. And I really don't want to stay on the base where he is because it's not, you know, I mean, you see a base, you see a base, you know. I, sorry, Barksdale, but they kind of all are alike. I Barksdale. I know. Barksdale's wonderful, but, you know, one day there's enough. I don't want four days. You know what I mean? If you got to stay on base for four days and you're in San Antonio or, you know, some big city... You don't want that. You want to go out and, and see things and do things, and I'm not interested in that. But I'm planning on eventually going and visiting, you know, where he is. Right, so. right. Oh, I can't talk a lot. I'm not supposed to talk a whole lot about it, but anyway. Right, because um, we don't want a lot of people going up to Oil City to see him. Yeah, his, exactly. His, At Fort Polk. It's not Fort Polk anymore, is it? What's it called now? That's not in Oil City. <laughs> <laughs> You're confusing me now. Where is my child? Fort Johnson? Is that? Fort Johnson, yeah. Is that what it is now? Yeah, I they think changed so. It. I've got a story on keelnews.com mm-hmm. about that. The nice thing now is that, that, that we can talk every day. So, you know, we chat. and Because and, uh, I remember when both of mine were in boot camp, Marine boot camp, there's no communication. I mean, you can't speak to them. Right, right. They don't have their phones. They can't call. I mean... You're just like, gosh, hope what, you're what, okay. did, what did those kids what did those kids do without their phones? I know. I don't know how they survived it. I really don't. But they did. They both did. So that kid behind me right now. Yeah. She can't she can't she's got her phone. I mean it's if we kept her phone in here for an hour again, she would freak out. 
She would freak out. She couldn't do it. Could not do it. Police Chief Wayne Smith joining us just after the top of the hour talking about the uh, Shreveport Downtown Noise Ordinance. It's actually the Shreveport Noise Ordinance, but it's uh, uh, being contested downtown. Next, 1017. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty in uh, in studio with us this morning. Shreveport Police Chief and Gumbo Chef Extraordinaire <laughs> Wayne Smith joining us. That was we had the uh, Southern Gentleman's Classic Cooking. It was awesome. Uh, I participated uh, several years, and it is so awesome to come out and compete against other chefs throughout the city. Uh, and to meet so many wonderful, wonderful people that come out to support that worthy cause. Now, the judges, we, we kind of left before the crowds got there, but mm-hmm. you said it was a good crowd. It it was. It really was. Uh, they hadn't had it in several years, but people really showed up to show support for Southern University. Thanks for not wonderful. putting frog legs in your gumbo, by the way. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hint, a thought was in there. <laughs> okay, yes. good. Uh, Chief, well, let's start with this heat. I know we're going to get to the noise ordinance downtown, but we we really need to, people really need to take care today because it's going to be the, t- the heat index up to 113, 115. You guys are going to be busy with calls. Fire department will be busy with calls. You got to ur- uh, urge caution today, right? I, I really do. Uh, uh, keep yourself cool, keep yourself hydrated, and just remember in many cases when a heat-related illness happens, uh, you don't recognize it coming on. So try to prevent it. That is the most important thing. Uh, just this past week, one of our uh, members of our police department, one of our canine partners uh, in pursuit of a stolen vehicle suspect uh, passed away due to heat. Mm. And we are, we're so sad about that. Absolutely. And y'all are going to have a, a service right. That is correct. Uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. at the Shreveport uh, Police Academy, we have a memorial site on the ground where we're going to lay our brother officer to rest. Okay. The noise ordinance downtown, I, I, have, read the, I have read the ordinance. Uh, the, excuse me, the gibberish. I mean ordinance. Gotcha. And, um, Was it legalese? Oh, it's Mike. ridiculous! It it's like fifty feet. I can't I can't hear it. I can hear fifty feet. I can hear you talking in the hall. How how are y'all How are y'all even enforcing that ordinance? It's it's crazy. It's going to be uh, extremely difficult because not only did the ordinance that you read apply, there are several other ordinances, and many of them conflict uh, specifically due to the distance uh, and the location. Uh, what's unique about downtown is that businesses share common walls, so you cannot get 50 feet mm-hmm. without someone else, uh, you know, hearing your music. And we have people trying to live downtown. We're encouraging folks to move downtown and live there. I don't want to live next to boom, boom, boom. I mean, nobody I, does. I understand. Uh, another uniqueness of downtown with the alleys and uh, the high-rise buildings, sound travels. And gets mm-hmm. amplified as it moves mm-hmm. along. Let me ask you this: There have been a lot of discussion about this is a this is a fight between two club owners, and that's really what this is all about. It's way more than that. I'm hearing that you guys get complaints about a lot of different noise issues downtown. It's not just one club versus another club, right? 
that 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 is correct. Uh, you know, complainants are complainants. Whenever someone feels that their rights have been violated, then we're compelled by law to respond and try to find a resolution. And downtown is going to be difficult uh, to find a resolution with the current ordinances the way they're written. There's going to have to be something specific uh, for downtown uh, because Festival Plaza is downtown and there are periodic events there that amplifies, uh, uh, you know, the sound mm-hmm. and other events and that take place. There's an apartment downtown. complex right across the street from Festival well, Plaza. Well, Festival mm-hmm. Plaza is exempt from most of the sound ordinances from what i was looking at it looks like but you have you have the garage where they have bands there you have Hayes where they have a patio that's outdoors you yes. have other other uh venues where they do outdoor music that some people love and some people hate uh, you're correct but when downtown was designated as an entertainment district then it caused uh, a lot of other things to happen to go along with that. But you said a moment ago when people feel their rights are violated. Yes. A lot of times, isn't it people's feelings are hurt more than their actual rights are being violated? Uh, you know, we're living in a society where we're, we're, we're kowtowing to people's feelings yes. more yes. than their rights. Uh, I'm not saying that's applicable in, in this situation, but... Yes. It just hit me when you said that. Yes, uh, one of the unique things, again, about uh, living in the city or in a congested environment, then naturally you're probably going to have to uh, concede to something that's not necessarily in your best interest. Chief, do y'all write no, n- nose, noise violation tickets downtown? We, have you done that recently? Uh, yes, we have. We, we have written a citation uh, most recently, uh, we acquired uh, a couple of noise meters so we could make certain that we were complying with the letter of the law. And we do plan to continue to do that until things change. So you've handed out tickets to, I guess, bar owners? Yes. And it's a fine? They pay yes. a fine? Or do yes. they get a warning first? Usually the, usually the warning is when the officer approaches you and says, uh, you know, you need to turn it down. It's extending beyond... Uh, you know, the reasonable limit. And if that doesn't uh, work, then the next thing is to move toward a citation. And are we headed in that direction for several businesses down there? Are they? Are there several of them that are a problem? I personally made a visit down there at, at about 1 o'clock in the morning myself uh, a few Fridays ago uh, to hear for myself what was going on. And I did, in fact, talk with some uh, uh, club managers and let them know of what my concern was, so I consider that a warning. Now, the fines that they face are they actual? Are they accelerated? Okay, you do it. Here's your fine. You do it again. Your fine's going to increase, or can there, they just consider this? Oh, this is operating cost. There I'm going to, you know, I'm going to budget yeah, five hundred dollars sure. for my fine every weekend. And thank you so much for recognizing that. And that is one of the things that the uh, city attorney and the council is exploring. How will it be a gradual process? Because right now, I don't think the ordinance covers that. When we get back, can we talk about what you would like to see in the ordinance, what your officers need in it to to make it enforceable? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith in studio with Mike and McCarty. 1017 F.
1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. In studio with Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith. And uh, by the way, Corporal Chris Bordelon is here, too. He never gets to talk on the radio. No, he's, so. he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he just turned beat red, too. Chief, um, they, they, the city council was doing a lot of discussion about the um, downtown noise ordinance. We had Liz Swain on, you know, the, the, earlier this week talking about it has to be a balance. You know, you have to welcome people to live downtown and work downtown and play downtown. Um, but you also have to have a balance. What do you need as the police chief of this city? What do you need in the noise ordinance so that it's enforceable and your officers know they can go in and say, here's how it's got to be based on ABC? I need uh, a definite language that's specific in nature uh, uh, to the problem downtown mm-hmm. that gives us something solid to work with. If that kind of makes sense. Decibel? You need you need to know how many decibels can it be between certain hours? I need decibel level. Uh, I need distance. Distance from the that source. Des- right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, give us something solid to work with, and we will. And uh, of course, there need to be a, a gradual process uh, that increases the penalty for people who continues to violate it. Mm-hmm. And I yes. think we may, in fact, ask. Uh, for it to move to Chapter 10, some of our liquor ordinances, which the ultimate penalty is that your license could be suspended for continued violations. Do you have de- do officers have decibel meters available to them? We purchased a couple within the past uh, couple of weeks, so we do have some that are available now uh, to officers, some really uh, nice, expensive ones that are calibrated and certified so we do have that at our disposal now and one is uh positioned downtown for the units that work down there chief let me ask you this because there are some clubs have you know opened up patios that are outdoors and you know if they have to turn their music down to where you can't hear it from 50 feet away they can't have music essentially you because you could be across the street and you could hear the music um but then at the at another location downtown, I believe it's the garage, they have a special permit use where they can go and use and get a special permit and they can have their music. So it, it almost needs to be fair for everybody. Everybody has to go get a special permit to do this. Uh, but, but, but the garage only does it every now and then. It's not an every weekend thing. It's, so it's a mess. And see, that is some of the confusion. Yes, you made up some very, very valid mm-hmm. points. Uh, when your music your source of noise uh, goes beyond your clientele. Or is it intrusive on, on someone else? Uh, and something to consider, uh, sound also has, is a health factor. When the music gets so loud, it can cause damage or permanent damage to your hearing. Mm-hmm. So is that fair for people that's just passing by to be uh, subjected to something that could cause some medical injuries. Well, and one thing was mentioned this week, I think during the work session on Monday, by one of the club owners who said, we can't control what people do in the street, whether they're dancing in the street, etc. But if you have a DJ who's on the roof of your business and is encouraging people to go dance in the street, that's beyond the noise ordinance. That's a whole other thing, correct? That is a problem for, for us. Uh, certainly, I heard what you heard, and I can certainly understand that. Uh, but what we found out, many that come uh, downtown have no intentions of patronizing the businesses. They come to hang out on the parking lots and 
other places where they can party and you know not not pay the cover charges i guess and that does become a problem for us because that's where the incidents usually occur outside of the businesses on the parking lots and on the sidewalk and if they can hear the music from up there out on the sidewalk they're in the they're in the parking lot tailgating basically why go yes, in that's right why that's pay the cover exactly, charge right right that's exactly right they 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 um tell their friends Meet me on the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Meet me in the alley. Interesting. But you're you're hearing the business owners who went before the council who said, you know, we have a club. We want to have our patio. We want to be able to have music. Um, And I think they should. Uh, You know, if that's important to their business, I think they should, without a doubt. But there need to be uh, some limits to how you, uh, I guess, intrude on others. But inside your club... The music can be as loud as you want. Is that kind of what the ordinance will be? I walked around uh, the other Friday night when I was down there, and I went to each one of the clubs, and the music coming from inside the clubs was not a problem. You could uh, hear it out on the sidewalk, but it wasn't enough to be intrusive to others. It's these outdoor-type venues that we're having an issue with. That appeared to be uh, echoing, resonating uh, throughout the downtown community. You hope to have this resolved in a few weeks? It's up to the council uh, and the city attorney uh, is researching it, trying to come up with some fair and impartial legislation. So we're looking forward to that to give some teeth uh, to our enforcement. Okay, one more thing. Can we talk? Uh, can we ask him about ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the important issues. I didn't. I didn't warn you about this. Sorry. No problem at all. Um, He's a your, cook, so that's right. Chris is looking at me like this woman has lost her damn mind. <laughs> We've been know that. <laughs> he knew that already. Your your ketchup at your house is it in the is it in the cabinet or is it in the fridge? It is in the cabinet before it's open, and it's in the fridge after it's open. He's got to go. Can we get a new? <laughs> can, we, can we get a new chief? Now see, look, <laughs> come, I, on, come on. <laughs> I don't have a problem with somebody putting it in the fridge I'm, after they open it. Mine's no. in the, mine's in the cupboard, but mine's in the cupboard too. But Rubens is in the fridge. I may, the I fridge. may start putting it in the fridge. Let me tell the chief this. I don't know if he's heard. Yeah. J Lo's dating app says if you put your ketchup in the fridge, can't date you. So J Lo's J Lo's out for us. Sorry, not me. <laughs> it's a deal breaker. Not me. Look here, she keeps texting me. <laughs> what, what about part time? Mine is in both. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's no. a coin toss. <laughs> Chief, I can't thank you enough for coming Absolutely. in and uh, get that ketchup out of the fridge. Uh, thank, thank all. Of, <laughs> thank all of you for what you do and the great information that you provide to our community. Uh, without a doubt, you're one of the most listened at stations that I know of. Well, thank you. And keep your officers cool, hydrated. Yes. yes. May they be safe and, and God with them today. It's hot. Keep Ooh. everybody Absolutely. safe. Thank you so much, Chief. Thank you. Keep, keep our canine uh, and his handler uh, in your thoughts and, and prayers. Is that open tomorrow, 10 o'clock? Open to the public? Absolutely. Okay. 10 o'clock at the police academy, directly across from where you are. Thank you, Chief. Appreciate it. And that's right. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Chief Wayne Smith in studio. Mike McCarty, one of. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty, Governor 
John Bell, boy, he's just veto happy. He's just smiling and cackling like Kamala Harris. <laughs> ah, signing bills. <laughs> veto, veto. We've got Senator Robert Mills going to be joining us uh, on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline after the break. Talking about that next, Micah McCarty, 1017 FM, 7. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Senator Robert Mills joining us. Good morning, Robert. Thanks for talking with us this morning. Good morning, guys. Good to be with you. Thank you. Governor vetoed several bills yesterday. He was busy, uh, including uh, Senate Bill One, which is the the essentially the franchise tax. Explain that bill, what it did. And then you tell us the governor's reasoning, if you can. Well, uh, I can. Um, the proposed uh, Senate Bill 1 was a, a, a part of our very large and, and years-long effort to reform uh, Louisiana's tax code, lower taxes, and, and get in line with uh, you know other parts of the country. Uh, Senate Bill 1 provides for a 25% reduction of the corporation franchise tax rate each year uh, of the uh, the tax collections that would exceed $600 million. So it was a four-year phase-out, in fact, of one of the worst taxes out there. Uh, to quote the, uh, uh, the letter from, uh, uh, from the governor, he says, uh, there's little doubt among tax experts that this franchise tax is antiquated and should be reformed or repealed. And so he agrees with us that it's bad. And in mm-hmm. 2021, Alon led the effort to reform our, our tax code, resulting in, and this is his quote, resulting in true tax reform and reduced corporate individual income tax rates. Well, but, but the governor's concerned that we've already lowered it to a point that with the upcoming 0.45% sales tax coming off, uh, with the uh, with dedication of general funds into the Transportation Trust Fund, he says we may be cutting too much. Well, obviously, I don't agree. Most of us don't agree. Well, a liberal but, Democrat is never going to cut a tax. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, good I or bad. Impre- well, I was impressed that he even kind of congratulated us yeah. for, doing, for doing what we did in 2021. And people have a very short memory. We have really made some significant changes to the tax code here. And we think that, that, that we're, we're doing the right thing and we think that we're saving money. So We'll keep working on it, uh, but that was disappointing, to say the least, when Senate Bill 1 took a dive. The other vetoes, what other ones stood out for you that you were kind of uh, surprised by? Anything? You know, I've read the the veto letters on all of them, and and obviously the the governor and Robert Mills don't agree on uh, a a number of things. And so he he presents, um, you know, he presents a position on all of them that some were just duplicative. Uh, some were, were uh, you know, uh, burdensome, and, of course, we had bills uh, by two local authors, um, one by Raymond Cruz and one by Alan Sebaugh. The, uh, uh, the article in this morning's Advocate in Baton Rouge uh, describes uh, in some great detail that uh, the Sebaugh bill, which was, uh, uh, you know, a House Bill 504, uh, it, it removed certain employment eligibility requirements for certain unclassified state employees. Sounds pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the, uh, the, the, the provisions that were put into law some years ago, 2013, were done so by uh, Representative John Bell Edwards. And mm-hmm. so uh, he, he took some offense to this, and his veto letter says, I'm vetoing House Bill 504, and he says, when I authored this legislation in 2013, I believed it to be good pu- public policy and continue to believe so. Accordingly, House Bill 504 will not become law. Mm. So, uh, yeah, he says that on a few of his letters. <laughs> yeah, and, How- uh, and then the Raymond Cruz bill was uh, w- was a little more complex bill, uh, but bottom line, the, the governor says, due to the confusion and administrative burden this bill will create if enacted, in addition to the increased agency costs not included in the budget for implementation, it will not become law. So, you know, the, the governor. Um, uh, has the right to do that. We don't like it. We have the right to talk about it uh, in a veto override session if that's the will of the legislature. And gosh, you know, that was just yesterday's activity. He's, <laughs> he's back from his uh, European uh, trip, so I suggest we'll see some today. Well, we're talking with Senator Robert Mills. Yeah, uh, House Bill 85, which was uh, a bill to make it a, a, a misdemeanor, a crime to approach a law enforcement officer who is, quote, lawfully engaging in law enforcement duties, a penalty up to 500. But he says this would chill exercise of First Amendment rights and prevent bystanders from observing and recording police action. I don't think that's the intent of this bill. Oh, of course it was not. We're living in a climate where police officers are under literal attack. No question. And, and you know... Mike, it is easy to say what you want. It is really hard to write it down sometimes, and that opens it up to the lawyers and the, the you know people that want to twist words. This was a pretty simple you know proposal by Representative Johnson. It was a good proposal. It it's, you know provides that no person shall knowingly or intentionally approach within 25 feet a law enforcement officer who is lawfully engaged in the execution of his official duties. Well, who could, who could argue with that? Well, <laughs> you know, obviously a, a lawyer on the, on the other side of that equation uh, can and did in this case. Yeah, the ACLU didn't like the bill at all and said it was, you know, infringing on people's rights, et cetera. Um, my question to you is he hasn't taken action yet on the any of the LGBTQ bills that were passed. Um, he said he was going to veto them. You anticipate that's uh, imminent? Uh, the governor will will do that, I can assure you. And, uh, you know, obviously those are going to be headline-catching things, and he's he's in charge of when he does stuff, and uh, uh, he, he does everything for a reason. He's a smart guy, a uh, calculating fella, and uh, he, he knows exactly when he's going to do that, and it's, uh, you know... When is best for the news schedule. cycle for him, right? That's exactly right. Okay, so that leads me to believe you guys... You have a deadline of you, you opt. What you do is you don't say, I want to come back into session. You opt out. Is that kind of how the thing goes? You get an email and you, you're coming into veto session unless y'all opt out. Is that the way it works? That's exactly correct. And what's the deadline for that? Um, well, when we, when we get the letter, there is a, there's a short fuse on it. I can't, I can't tell you off the top of my head, Aaron. Um, but I know that the date of the uh, session, I think, is, is probably in my book for July 13th. But uh, it all happens pretty quick, uh, you know, once the governor's uh, uh, finished with his, with, with his acts.
What is most likely to be overridden if he vetoes the LGBTQ? Folks are saying that's the the bills that are most likely to be overridden by you guys. Would you agree with that? Oh, I, absolutely. So, yes, I, I, you know, the, the will of the legislature was that those bills were, were passed uh, uh, with gusto and uh, protecting our children, protect, uh, protecting our families is, is a, it, it's a mainstay for us. We've got to do it. We've got to draw a line. There well, are, November can't get here fast enough. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's the thing. The, the, the tax issues, do you think you can override that one? That, that's that's a tougher question. Um, you know the, the the house the house says a a, um, a little tougher time getting a conservative majority uh, and particularly uh, a, a two thirds majority. I, I think it would be very very difficult. I don't want to say no, but uh, I can just tell you that that uh, it, it could happen in the Senate a lot easier than it could happen in the House. Now, if you guys do go into a veto session, we're talking to Senator Robert Mills, it's quick, isn't it? It's a couple of days. That's about it, huh? Yeah, it's like I say, the the agenda will be short and the uh, time frame to handle it will be shorter. And one more thing, and I didn't talk to you about this earlier, the Supreme Court ruling on the congressional map. um, You anticipate that's going to have to be done before before the end of this year? Or are you hoping some solution could happen in the courts first? Well, I've, you know, the courts are really in charge of this thing now, and uh, my, my concern is that the court's just going to uh, pick one of the maps that was drawn by uh, by opponents to the existing system today or the existing maps today. And, um, you know, we're waiting to see. that, And that's on the congressional map. The, mm-hmm. the House and the Senate maps uh, that were drawn by, you know, some of the same people, uh, or subject litigation, and it's scheduled for court dates in December of this year, so that'll be after the election of this year. Can't tell you what the impact of that will be, but uh, I've, I've just got a bad feeling that the congressional map is going to be out of our hands and, and uh, a federal judge is going to end up making that call. I hate it. I hate it, but that's that, that's the likely as a result in my mind. Okay, then. Uh- Go ahead, no, Mike. I was just going to say, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I've talked about this. I'm a black and white kind of guy. I don't understand why we can't just divide the state into six districts, and those are our represent, representative districts. But when you look at that Z map, the Zorro map, mm-hmm. that that's criminally absurd. Well, we, we, we agree. And, uh, you know, the... Uh, gerrymandering to get one result or another has is illegal and so now but why it's done every day yeah and now the courts are saying you got to gerrymander this to be to to accomplish what i want and so it's uh it it's it's a card game uh mike and it's a matter of who's got the who's got the big cards Mm -hmm. so uh it'll be a battle and uh, obviously we'll we'll try to defend the maps that we drew as best we can and they'll be you know, there'll be lawyers lined up every which way. We'll see what we can do. Senator Robert Mills, thank you for talking with us this morning. And uh, Godspeed. Keep up uh, keep up God's work. My honor. My pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. 101.7 FM. 7. One oh one seven FM 
710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. You didn't lose power yesterday then, did you? I did not. A lot of people, though, were posting that they got a power surge of some sort. Is that what happened? Because mine got... It, it, it flashed. My lights never went out. Hmm. My TV went off. Thank goodness it's not the old style type TVs that'll oh. just blow, you know, blow them up, yeah, burn it up or whatever. I don't know what and it, it was. And it zapped my uh, my router. My, oh, did my it? Wi Fi, not zapped it like killed it, but okay. like shut it down. Shut it down. You had to turn and it, it back and on. And it took yeah. it forever to reboot. Hmm. So, did yeah. you get a zap, Ruby? No, but uh, and you're not far from us. Either. No, no, not that I know. You said it was around seven. Something? I think so. I don't remember exactly what. Time. I think earlier than that. No, I was glued to the TV by then. I would have noticed. But hey, the, the stuff like this is why surge protectors are so important. Boy, no kidding. Well, yeah. my 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 all of my stuff on the entertainment wall there. Not a lot of stuff, but it's I've got a huge box. Uh, mm-hmm. electrical surge protector box that everything's plugged into. Right. But it still went out. Yeah. So maybe my, and my surge protect it. protector box will beep, you know, when it, it like beep, beep. I'm like, oh, well, stop no, it. It, 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 what it does is it kills the surge protector instead of killing your TV or your okay. Xbox. Like right. when, when right. my house took a direct lightning hit one time and it killed my TV and Xbox, we had to get a new one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. boy, that would not be pleasant. No. Not at all. No. I you do you still play Xbox every now and then? Every, every once in a while, but I, it's it's almost like I feel bad when I do it. It's do like you? I I could be doing anything else. <laughs> He's getting older. He's getting yeah, older. I wondered about that. Is there a grown up? Well, I've never had age? an Xbox. I was I've never, never had one. I was never super super into video games. Anyways, like okay. uh, like when I was a little kid, of course. But then there were years there through my twenties where I just I didn't have a system. I didn't play anything. I had mm-hmm. two video games that I played. I know we got thirty seconds. A Star Wars game. This was on the computer, mm-hmm. and then uh, a World War II Medal of Honor, oh, you know, the, yeah. game okay. that I that I got. I got addicted in one night. I'm sitting here going through, you know, Carentan with a sniper <laughs> rifle, and, it, and my wife finally comes in. She goes, "Are you?" And it's like three in the morning. Oh. <gasps> I said, "Oh my yeah. gosh! Uh, it's it's this that, is absurd. You've lost it's, your it's mind. I've lost game, my mind. It's that video game time travel. You think you've been playing for twenty minutes, and you look yeah. up, and it's been two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eaten, yeah exactly. or longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, coming up after eight o'clock, Louis R. Avaloni going to be joining us. A special July Fourth show, one hundred one seven FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning, co host of American Ground Radio, Louis R. Avalone joining us and my uh, frequent co host. Louis, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Thank you for joining us. You guys have a uh, a special show that we're going to be doing on July fourth. Aaron was telling me a little bit about some of the guests you have lined up, this is going to be fantastic. Oh, it is. Uh, we've got uh, Willie Robertson uh, from the Duck Dynasty fame, uh, Larry Elder, who's running for president, uh, Dr. Victor Davis Hansen, uh, also uh, Republican leader of the House, uh, Steve Scalise, the congressman from Baton Rouge. Uh, we also have Lee Allen Baker, uh, many of you know from uh, uh, many Disney uh, 
programs and good luck charlie being one of the most notable ones and we also have uh country music star clint black on the show and it is such a oh the answers to the question of what makes this country great it is so varied and so personal that's why we do this show we this is our seventh year of doing this show and when you ask folks what makes America great? You'd really be surprised at at the answers. You know, a lot of folks say, well, you know, because we're free. But a lot of folks talk about the Constitution. They talk, they talk in great detail of those rights, of the plans that our founding fathers had for us. And you wouldn't think that, you know, like Clint Black, for example, extremely well-read. Do you know he was a high school dropout? Wow. And he's obviously, you know, his fame is meteoric. But it, these are American success stories. These are folks who overcame the odds and made a success of themselves. And it's not always financial success. That, that's not necessarily what the American dream is all about. But it's, it's just exciting to, to talk to such a variety of Americans on our nation's birthday and talk about what makes this such an exceptional nation. But Clint me, Black's just been killing time since. <laughs> yeah. Stop oh, it. yeah. Stop. And Lewis, I'm, people need to know to you're, you're going to step in with Stephen Parr and you're going to do the morning show from six to nine on oh, July yeah. 4th. So uh, y'all are going to f- f- take, take over for us, keep the chairs warm and um, give us a day off, which is kind of cool. Well, and first of all, thank you all for letting us do that. And in fact, uh, Aaron, you were the one that made that decision seven years ago to allow us, Stephen Parr and myself, to do that very thing uh, seven years ago. And then, of course, here we are. Uh, you know, we're on two hours a day on Keel. And this little show, this three-hour celebration of America that started out being aired on Keel in Shreveport Bossier area only seven years ago is now in 55 media markets that will be heard throughout the country wow. over this 4th of July weekend. It's just awesome. And we know you. I know you. Well, yeah. I, and I'm glad you all do. And we thank y'all for y'all's support. Folks are going to, if they want to wake up and listen and start the day, I mean, you, you know, you're going to grill, you're going to get with the family, but let's be patriotic in the morning and listen to this great patriotic show and be proud of the country we live in. Let's not bash the country. We love this nation and y'all are going to show us why. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think, it, I think some of the answers will surprise you, uh, especially Lee Allen Baker, uh, for example, uh, which and, is a woman, by the way, for those that don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My wife, lovely, lovely lady. My wife just got back. My daughter is still in South Africa, and if you, it's so easy, of course, to bash your home. People bash on Shreveport. People bash on the United States. We've never been more divided, and a lot of that's true. But if you want to appreciate your home, go abroad. Go to a country like uh, in, in uh, South Africa. Go to Johannesburg where they turn off your power for two hours every day. 
for no other reason other than corruption in the government. Mm. Uh, you can't yeah, go to you, you go to the health center, which is surrounded. It's just a a, a a brick building surrounded by dirt in a line out the door. People trying to get health service. We have it so good in this country that people don't realize. Go, if, if you want socialism, yeah. go live in Cuba. Go see what it's really like. Mm-hmm. Go see what communism is really like. And then come back here and complain. And that's one of the common denominators among those of uh, the guests over the last seven years. Most of them realized this country was exceptional when they traveled abroad. And that's why you see so many, especially immigrant families, who are among the most patriotic that you will find because they've often come from very oppressive conditions and they get to this country and they're just grateful to be here for the opportunity. And my father was one of those who came to this country from Italy, uh, you know, with very, very little in his pocket and, and a borrowed suitcase. And I've had a front row seat to the American dream my entire life. Mm. And, and that's, uh, it's because of that that my love, my, my passion for the freedoms, the rights, and the opportunities this country offers is so strong. And so we're just so grateful to be able to share all of this with uh, not only with our friends and our family here in our, in our local community, but but all across the country. Show is called What Makes America Great. It will air Tuesday morning, six to nine, right here on Keel. Louis R. Avalone, Stephen Parr. I'm sure great patriotic music and a great show. Thank you, my friend. Thank you all. Mm-hmm. Y'all have a great one. Thanks. You too, Louis. Thank you, sir. Stay cool. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike. Have you ever, have you ever opened uh, an, another tab on your browser? Because you go, I got to open the tab oh, all the time, and then forget what the yes. hell you were going to open yes. it for all the time, all the time. What's that? Or place? I get you get off on Facebook and you wanted to see something, and then you get distracted, and you're like, "What did I get on Facebook for to start with?" Yes. All the time. I, I while well, I was looking at this, there's, there's a, a map that's the most popular F1 driver in every state. It's hogwash. It's a bull. And we're, yes. Yeah. And, and you and I got to looking at it and went, what? No. The Ferrari drivers aren't on the list. So neither, they can kiss my behind. Neither Ferrari drivers. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Are on the list, even. Uh, you're going to tell me Alexander Albon? Is please not that he's not a good. I mean, if they're not great drivers, they're not in F one. It's a ho- hogwash list. It's malarkey. But it it is malarkey. It it's says malarkey. it's based on good. But so, I, and then I thought, you know what? I got to pick up my phone, and I was gonna, I was gonna look at because this weekend it's another race. It's, oh, is it? It's okay. Austria. Yeah. Okay. So what time but, is Austria? But when I was looking at this and I picked up my phone to see which race was, by the time I picked up my phone, Aaron, 
I was like, wait, what did I, I, I couldn't even, oh, what gosh. was I going to look up? What oh, was I man. Going to look up? What was I planning on looking up? What was that place you went to? The bridge? Yes. Mm-hmm. The, it was the Alzheimer's? Yes. It's time for and me to go. I'm not to be funny. I'm, no, I'm, it's time I'm, to go back and get another test. I think they test you annually. So I'm going to go back and, and uh, get another test and see. But Because I was fine. I passed with pretty good flying colors last time. I think I'm probably. I was going to go by, but I forgot. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. Jeez. They're on Olive Street and it's free. Olive. You need to make an appointment. And then they'll. Where, uh, where about? Right there off of Line Avenue on Olive. Yeah, okay. not too far west of, of uh, Line. Like going toward Olive Street Bistro? Yes. From mm-hmm. Line? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not too far from the that big new Circle K. Yeah. It's, right. it's yeah, on the yeah. same side of the street as the Circle K down the road just a smidge. I've, and it's uh, it t- took 20 minutes maybe. And then, and then you get your results right then. Do you have to make an appointment? Probably? Yeah, I think you, you do need them. to make an appointment to make sure they have the staff member there that's going to do it. I'm curious to see if, you know. Cause, How you would do. Because, I mean, you know, like grandparents. I had grandparents that, that had uh, forms of dementia. What if they, I wonder if they could do it on the air, do it live. People could actually take the test with us. I, I'm just, I shouldn't have said this on the radio. Maybe we should have discussed this ahead <laughs> of time. You should have seen her face <laughs> when that thought came to her head. I'm you, like. You're a poker player and you just totally. Yeah. You just went. <gasps> How cool would that be though? That would be interesting. Although I don't know that I would want to do it on the air. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of the test. What the things that I did that, that. You know, you and I would. I don't know how we could do it together. Because we both get the same questions. And she'd have to be scoring us separately. I don't know. I'll ask them and see. Interesting. I, I do want to go by and do that, though. I am I am interested in kind of finding out, you know, because they have indicators, I guess. Oh, they do. They absolutely they do. Go. And they do have, if you have, you know, early signs, they have support groups. They have a lot of research there. They have all kinds of um, help available to you. In fact, if you're if you just have a family member dealing with Alzheimer's or dementia, they have support groups for you too so that you can go and you're not alone. I mean, I know if you, a lot of my friends were dealing with parents that have Alzheimer's or dementia, you're not alone. We've all dealt with it, we're dealing with it and mm-hmm. there's a lot of help available that you can get help and find out, hey, if this is happening, am I is that what I'm going through? Is that what my mom or my dad is going through? And the, and you will, the warning signs are pretty easy to spot. And I want okay. She just walked by. Mm-hmm. The, the younger, the younger kids, millennial, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gen X's or whatever. Yeah. The I, I, I know my brother-in-law. They used to. He was a, a an English professor, an English teacher, and he said, you know, and, and we've talked about this mm-hmm. in the day. You when we were in college, you sat in class for an hour, hour and a half, whether you were a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, or a Tuesday, Thursday sure. class. And you took notes. Right. Teacher lectured for an hour. Mm-hmm. You took... They can't do that, apparently. No, they can't. Because with with Twitter, with Instagram, these reels that are on, mm-hmm. they're 20, 30 seconds long. Yeah. That's the attention span. And brains have literally gotten wired. <gasps> They've been rewired. That is so sad. And, and people, including me, I mm-hmm. can't watch a show without going, oh, where have I seen them before? Mm-hmm. And I'm picking up my phone going to IMDb. Oh, and they don't read books. 
I just started Lonesome Dove again. It's good. my favorite book of all time. Good, good, good. And I've just, I said, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back to reading for pleasure. Yes, and it is such a pleasure. I mean, it, if oh. you get into it and you have friends that you share books with, and you're like, oh, you got to read this one, you'll love it. I mean, it is absolutely the best. I have to admit, I'm on a Kindle. I love the Kindle. I'm not a fan, but 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 that's okay. But I, I'm I'm not opposed to mm-hmm. having a, a good book in your hand. Love my books. But but I've gotten to, uh, over the years, I I can't finish a book. Right, right. And I and growing up, Aaron, I read, I mean, yeah, voraciously. It's a different generation. Their brains are changing. It's it it is. It's mm-hmm. it's it's interesting, but it's kind of scary. Yeah. One hundred one seven FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, O F T E N. How do you say that? Often. Thank you. That's all I wanted to know. We had a discussion <laughs> earlier. The A S K. How do you say that? Ask. Thank you. It's not axe. It's not axe. I throw axes. I don't understand. I use an axe to cut down trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of people that mispronounce. What did I say? Mississippi. Did, did I say, say it wrong? <laughs> Well, you just said it like 98% of people say it. Miss Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah. Mississippi. Mississippi. Is that much harder to go Mississippi? No, it's not. There's a song too. M I crooked letter crooked letter I. I don't know anyway. Anyway, I got to remember that. And I've that. heard ESPN commentators, during, you know, Mississippi on the mm-hmm. for 20 years. I'm like, "No, no, come on." Mississippi. You do this for a living. Both my do parents Do it gooder are- than that. <laughs> Man, drives me up the wall. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. Okay. Chief Wayne Smith talked to us about the uh, noise ordinance and his gumbo recipe. It's all coming up after the break. 1017. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty in uh, in studio with us this morning. Shreveport Police Chief and Gumbo Chef Extraordinaire <laughs> Wayne Smith joining us. That was f- we had the uh, Southern Gentleman's Classic Cooking. It was awesome. Uh, I participated uh, several years, and it is so awesome to come out and compete against other chefs throughout the city, uh, and to meet so many wonderful, wonderful people that come out to support that worthy cause. Now, the judges, we, we kind of left before the crowds got there, but mm-hmm. you said it was a good crowd. It, it was. It really was. Uh, they hadn't had it in several years, but people really showed up to show support for Southern University. Thanks for not Wonderful. putting frog legs in your gumbo, by the way. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hint, a thought was in there. <laughs> okay, yes. good. Uh, Chief, we're, let's start with this heat. I know we're going to get to the noise ordinance downtown, but we we really need to, people really need to take care today because it's going to be the, t- the heat index up to 113, 115. You guys are going to be busy with calls. Fire department will be busy with calls. You got to ur- uh, urge caution today, right? I, I really do. Uh, uh, keep yourself cool, keep yourself hydrated, and just remember in many cases when a heat-related illness happens, uh, you don't recognize it coming on. So try to prevent it. That is the most important thing. Uh, just this past week, one of our uh, members of our police department, one of our canine partners uh, in pursuit of a stolen vehicle suspect 
uh, passed away due to heat. Mm. And we are, we're so sad about that. Absolutely. And y'all are going to have a, a service, right? That is correct. Uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. at the Shreveport uh, Police Academy, we have a memorial site on the ground where we're going to lay our brother officer to rest. Okay. The noise ordinance downtown, I, I have read the... I have read the ordinance, uh, the, excuse me, the gibberish, I mean ordinance. Gotcha. And um, Was it legalese? Oh, it's Mike. It's ridiculous. It, it's like 50 feet. I can't, I can't hear it. I can hear 50 feet. I can hear you talking in the hall. How, how are y'all even enforcing that ordinance? It's, it's crazy. It's going to be uh, extremely difficult because not only did the ordinance that you read apply, there are several other ordinances and many of them conflict uh, specifically due to the distance uh, and the location. Uh, what's unique about downtown is that businesses share common walls, so you cannot get 50 feet mm-hmm. without someone else uh, you know, hearing your music. And we have people trying to live downtown. We're encouraging folks to move downtown and live there. I don't want to live next to boom, boom, boom. I mean, nobody uh, does. I understand. Uh, another uniqueness of downtown with the alleys and uh, the high-rise buildings, sound travels and mm-hmm. gets amplified as it mm-hmm. moves along. Let me ask you this: There have been a lot of discussion about this is a this is a fight between two club owners, and that's really what this is all about. It's way more than that. I'm hearing that you guys get complaints about a lot of different noise issues downtown. It's not just one club versus another club, right? Uh, that 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 is correct. Uh, you know, complainants are complainants. Whenever someone feels that their rights have been violated, then we'll compel by law to respond and try to find a resolution. And downtown is going to be difficult uh, to find a resolution with the current ordinances, the way they're written. There's going to have to be something specific uh, for downtown uh, because Festival Plaza is downtown and there are periodic events there that amplifies uh, uh, you know the sound mm-hmm. and other events and that an take place apartment downtown. complex right across the street from Festival well, Plaza. Well, Festival mm-hmm. Plaza is exempt from most of the sound ordinances, from what I was looking at. It looks like, but you have you have the garage where they have bands there. You have Hayes where they have a patio that's outdoors. You yes. have other other uh, venues where they do outdoor music that some people love and some people hate. Uh, you correct, but. When downtown was designated as an entertainment district, then it caused uh, a lot of other things to happen to go along with that. But you said a moment ago when people feel their rights are violated. A lot of times, isn't it people's feelings are hurt more than their actual rights are being violated? Uh, You know, we're living in a society where we're we're, we're kowtowing to people's feelings Yes. More yes. than their rights. Uh, I'm not saying that's applicable in, in this situation, but yes. it just hit me when you said that. Yes. Uh, one of the unique things, again, about uh, living in the city or in a congested environment, then naturally you're probably going to have to uh, concede to something that's not necessarily in your best interest. Chief, do y'all write no, n- nose, noise violation tickets downtown we, have you done that recently uh yes we have we we have written a citation uh most recently uh we acquired uh, a couple of noise meters so we could make certain that we were complying 
with the letter of the law. And we do plan to continue to do that until things change. So you've handed out tickets to, I guess, bar owners? Yes. And it's a fine? They pay yes. a fine? Or do yes. they get a warning first? Usually the, usually the warning is when the officer approaches you and says, uh, you know, you need to turn it down. It's extending beyond, uh, you know, the reasonable limit. And if that doesn't uh, work, then the next thing is to move toward a citation. And are we headed in that direction for several businesses down there? Are they are there several of them that are a problem? I personally made a visit down there at, at about 1 o'clock in the morning myself uh, a few Fridays ago uh, to hear for myself what was going on. And I did, in fact, talk with some uh, uh, club managers and let them know of what my concern was. So I consider that a warning. Now, the fines that they face, are they actual, are they accelerated? Okay, you do it, here's your fine. You do it again, your fine's going to increase, or can there, they just consider this, oh, this is operating cost. There I'm going to, you know, I'm going to budget yeah, $500 sure. for my fine every weekend. And thank you so much for recognizing that. And that is one of the things that the uh, city attorney and the council is exploring how will it be a gradual process? Because right now, I don't think the ordinance covers that. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Talked earlier this <laughs> earlier this morning about this inane debate, mm-hmm. and and most of the time I'll fall on one side of the or the other on on a subject. Right. This one I really don't. It's not a deal breaker like like it is for J Lo. Yeah, if you want to get with J Lo, she's a married woman now. I think she's with Ben Affleck, right? Does it matter uh, though? Yeah. yeah. Remember. <laughs> um, if you if you have a thing for J Lo, she says it is a deal breaker if you do this. And it is the age-old ketchup debate. Where is your ketchup right now, Mike Martindale? Mine right now is in both of mine. I have we buy the Whataburger ketchup, okay, the bottled ketchup, mm-hmm. and the Whataburger mustard. Whataburger mustard is the best. Oh, yellow mustard. Okay, not, not, you know. Oh, and you can buy it at grocery stores. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did yeah. not know that. Brookshire's and Super. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh and it's where so good it's in the it's it's in the cupboard cupboard not okay and reuben where's your ketchup it's in the fridge okay mine's in the cupboard too okay but if you want to get with j-lo <laughs> she says it's a deal breaker if your ketchup's in the fridge damn ah that's yeah. why she keeps texting me yeah. <laughs> yeah, because my ketchup is in the cupboard uh she's not alone uh victoria beckham cardi b a lot of stars they say if your ketchup's in the fridge <laughs> no. Deal breaker. Why does not it matter to them, though? That's I, what I don't understand. Because ketchup is serious. Ketchup ended my marriage. Oh, you yeah. know that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I oh, mean, God. truth be known, I'm sorry to my ex if I keep telling that story. He's like, would you stop with that already? <laughs> I don't. You don't I know the that? story? Have I heard that? I'll I tell you real quick. Um, making French fries. I'm getting ready to make French fries at the house. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're out of ketchup. So I said, I'll wait and couldn't do that. But he was going to the store. I said, will you pick up ketchup? And we've been married 10, 12 years. I don't know how long. And he comes back to the house Uh-oh. with Hunt's ketchup. Hunt's. Oh, I knew it. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and it wasn't the, it's not about the ketchup. 
It's about, we've been married 12 years. You know. You have no clue that I only like Heinz ketchup. You hadn't paid attention for 12 years. Now, mind you, that wasn't the cause of the divorce. But for me, it was like, you haven't paid attention for all these years. You don't know me better than that. Have I ever brought the wrong beer home to you? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Follow me. And I'm thinking, I'm I'm so sorry to my ex. I apologize to him because he's like, God, every time you tell that story, somebody bashes me about it. But yeah, it was the ketchup was the big story for me. So yeah, ketchup's a big deal. Mine's in the pantry. My my sister, another one of the Heinz faithful, mm-hmm. which I like Heinz products. Yep. But and- when I found out what Teresa Heinz Carey, <laughs> the heir to the Heinz fortune, donates money to, so she's married to John Carey. Uh, yes. So where does ketchup belong? We have the answer today. According to Heinz. According to Heinz, which you don't believe, it belongs in the fridge. After you open your ketchup, and I don't you're disagree. supposed to put it in the fridge. It's got vegetables and sugary. I mean, so, yeah. But I, then why isn't it not stored in the cooler section in the grocery store? Well, because it's not opened yet. What changes? It's exposed to air. Oh, Oh, chemistry, schmemistry. <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody, uh, somebody on our message board uh, brought up that you know the the sugar in there will cause it to ferment. Does that mean I can get drunk off my ketchup? Leave it out in the oh. sun. <laughs> yeah, Ruben's calling in tomorrow. Drunk on ketchup. <laughs> Between that and his prescription, we're lucky to get him. Oh boy, it's going to be a fun evening. Oh gosh! <laughs> Tell J Lo you're married. By the way, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, one hundred one seven FM. Not going to do that. Seven ten.